Welcome to Fast Fiction. We make decisions every day of our life, but sometimes the most important one is made for us. But is it the one we want? He woke up to the brilliant razzle-dazzle day, knowing it was the best of times. Today, he would finally end it. And the worst of times, he would have to make big decisions on how to do it. He had begun his preparations weeks ago, of course, put his affairs in order, written the last letters, cleaned out the refrigerator, and saved up the pills. He had even weighed himself so that he would know just how many he needed to be effective. If it was going to be the last thing he did, he wanted it to be right. After all, he had made such a mess of the rest of his life, he didn't want to screw up the final curtain call. The water felt pleasant under the shower, and he indulged himself in a long one. To hell with global warming and saving the planet. Let others do that. He dressed with care, his best suit, and grinned as he eyed his reflection in the mirror. Geoffrey Jones, you're a fine figure of a man. How come the rest of the world never knew it? If fine could be interpreted as pleasant, he was right. He looked very presentable. Prosperous. Geoffrey burst out laughing as this thought struck him, and he patted his wallet with the four crisp new fifty-dollar notes inside. All the money he owned. He cooked himself the eggs and extravagant bacon purchased the day before and scraped a cholesterol-rich mound of butter onto his toast. Then he opened the door onto his last day with one final homily. Enjoy yourself today, Geoffrey, old boy, as if there was no tomorrow. It's going to be a wonderful day. In actuality, as he had feared, it was a frustrating day. Although he did all the things he enjoyed most, there had been indecision as to what film to see, and which restaurant to favour, and which meal to choose, solved in most cases, as usual, by the flip of a coin. All too soon, it seemed, he was left with the final decision, the big one, and found himself wandering along the beach at dusk, trading on a few of the pleasant memories he could muster. He had an expensive bottle of claret in his hand, a box of Belgium chocolates, and a now near-empty wallet, looking for a place to enjoy these last indulgences. As he had walked along the esplanade, the aromatic smell of an Italian pizza place had set his taste buds salivating. He wasn't hungry, but at finding a few coins in his pocket, which was just enough for a regular-sized Neapolitan, he decided on one last splurge. In order to enjoy it, hot and fresh, he had sat on a seat bench on the opposite side of the road, where he could look out at the sea and watch the sun make its final crescendo into oblivion. Even before he could take out the slice from the insulated box, a young boy had sauntered over and sat beside him, watching hungrily. "'You gonna eat all that?' With an absence of subtlety, the boy addressed him with a distinct note of expectation in his voice. "'Why do you want some?' The boy nodded and almost grabbed at the slice proffered. He ate it wolfishly, his eyes even now on a second slice. Geoffrey shared it amiably. It's getting late. Shouldn't you be at home with your folks? Ain't got none. Then relaxing a little, as the second slice was handed over, the boy added, Well, none that cares. Me old man's gone off on a bender, and me mummy's shacked up with another bloke, hoping he'll share some coke with her. 
It was said, matter-of-factly, in between mouthfuls, and with a cold shiver of déjà vu, Geoffrey found himself shedding fifty years to where he could well have been in the boy's place. The beach in Esplanade was almost empty now, with the exception of a group of other young boys who were coming towards them. They were about the age of Geoffrey's companion, possibly a year or so older. One called out something unintelligible across the street, and the others cheered a similar rejoinder. "'Shut up! I'm with a mate. I'll see you's lot later,' the boy munched on, only casually responding to the jeers, and settled back closer to Geoffrey. "'Dirty little devils, ain't they?' he grinned. "'They're only jealous.' Geoffrey chose not to inquire further, instead saying, "'How old are you? It's a wonder you haven't been picked up by the cops.' The boy shrugged. "'Nah, most of them look the other way. Don't want to get caught up in children's services or any domestics.' Geoffrey began to make a response, but noticed the boy's interest waning. It was taken up with the pizza man, who was now closing up the shop. "'Go, go!' he said amiably. "'Got the chance for a bit more grub.' He sauntered over to the shop, and after a few words with the owner, scored his prize, another slice of pizza. With this in hand, he waved back at Geoffrey and made his way along the street towards his mates, still in view ahead. Geoffrey walked the other way, continuing on towards the less popular, less lit part of the beach. He took off his shoes and socks and walked onto the cool sand, his bare feet enjoying the soft, spongy feel beneath him. Making his way to a small rock, he settled down, leaning against it to face the now dark, thrashing water, with the small white slashes of foam cresting them on each wave. He took out the stash of pills he had squirrelled away over the last few months and looked at them critically. Then he prized open the wine cork. He had forgotten to bring a glass and had to resort to drinking from the bottle. Wigging it, he said to himself in dry humour, like an old alky, which of course he was, or had been, for the last ten years. Tonight he was off the wagon. What a bloody waste he thought to himself as the smooth, warm liquid trickled down his throat and he took the first couple of pills. They were small and went down easily. Now he turned to the chocolates and with fumbling fingers worked the cellophane off the box. Geoffrey remembered only too well what it was like to have been hungry, like the young way, though as the years had gone on he had realised the hunger for love was even more compelling not finding it with his family, he had left home early and begun on life's great adventure. Only it hadn't been great, nor much of an adventure. Oh, for a while he had traded on his look, tried acting, and managed to gain small parts which matched his small talent. Then, with little to draw from and conscious of his lack of schooling, he had used his brawn to do odd jobs from brick building to scaffolding, from bus driving to furniture removals. That was until he had lifted one piano too many and finished up with an impacted spine, and that had led to drugs. Medical, of course, at first. He took another swig of wine and another pill. All I needed was just one person, just one, to love me, to like me even, to care. Tears came to his eyes. Just like that bloody kid, all he needs is one person. Geoffrey took another drink, but this time it was more of a sip, as he reflected on his new thought. To care for me, or for me to care for, he put the bottle down and looked at the creamy milk chocolates. Someone to share good things with, 
like that kid. I bet he would love one of these, he smiled. Pizza was a necessity, but a chocolate? Oh, that was a treat. For the first time in days, his resolve began to waver as these new thoughts, new ideas began to swirl through the mist of alcohol, which now drove him to drink more, even though he didn't want to. He really wanted to get up back along the beach to find the young boy, the young boy who... Geoffrey didn't hear the soft footfalls behind him. He didn't even feel the knife as it slid across his throat, doing the job he had intended, albeit in a different way. He didn't feel himself being rolled, or his empty wallet being withdrawn, or hear the offending expletives as it was found to be empty. And that was good, because he would also have heard the reaction to the calls from the group of youths way back on the footpath. The retort as the young boy called out, Nah, I was wrong. He ain't got nothing. Only a box of lousy chocolates. You have been listening to Decisions, written and narrated by Brianda Cross. 